0: tutors of life (laughs) podcast where we research life so you don't have to episode 272 this is your host sean tudor
1: and this is Sam. this is a talk episode yeah Yeah. with tutors talk plus aj
0: plus aj yeah aj's joining us and mimi eating a goddamn toy yeah
1: you can't see her in the picture at all
0: okay destroying it Yeah, she is on a mission always yeah cool Mm. uh so what's new gang
2: time uh, i'm glad to have recon done <laughs> you know what? i'm excited to have the next one planned Oh, not planned but next one already set as well
0: yeah i'm very happy that it's done and we can chill out for a few minutes um but i am i'm grateful we have the next one planned and people signed up so that it's like we know
2: where we're headed but has a lot of motivation too i think we right.
1: already have more people signed up than we did two months. They're like a month before of this past one. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm taking that thing. So I think we had, what did we end up having 60 people?
1: 65?
2: Buy tickets? 60, 65? Yeah. I think 65 bought tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So out of that, we already have half of that yep. sold for the next one, which is Sick. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful.
0: I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for the next one, um, and also excited to try and um, or look at putting on a day event, like a seminar type, in fall, um, which would be really good.
1: Not like a seminar, like a
2: <sighs> workshop. Like a, yeah, like a workshop, workshop.
0: deep dive workshop. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of lifting ter- terms. Everything was a seminar and lifting.
1: No. Um. Yeah, the fact that, did you tell AJ that Colin texted you Sunday?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally
1: took... the day after the event was just like, yeah, I'm excited for the next oh, the yeah, next it's... one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's start planning it. And we're just like, no. I was
0: like, dog, I'm going to meet back up with you in a couple months. I'm I'm going to go work. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to relax.
1: We need to work on our business for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at Wiscorea on Tuesday, I had a lot of people that were really interested in it. Oh, you asked too.
0: Yeah, because we asked, and half the room was like, "Yeah, would
2: love that."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, I only like I got some. The only feedback I got that was like, "Oh, it's kind of average speakers," was from one person. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because that person isn't even that active in it. Mm-hmm. And it was a free ticket winner, you know. So, I was oh, like, oh
3: come really? On.
2: Yeah. Wow. Tell you who it is afterwards. A lot What that dude. This guy's like, yeah, there's definitely value there, but it, you know, I'd say the speakers are about average. This kind of like him is like, he's like, well, don't ask for input if you don't want. It. I was like, no, I want it. So it's kind of a surprise. That yeah. it's the first I've heard that. Yeah. And then like, literally two minutes later, same group talking in. in uh, who was it? Somebody, you know, I think you were there. It's like, I would have paid five grand for that. Damn. Like right next to yeah, yeah. it was Luke. Mm. Oh shit! Like, I would paid five grand to. T- to get that knowledge I was yeah so like Sweet. I got right next to the person that said he didn't find that much value in it basically that's, that's awesome. sick whoa Good. dude
1: i mean in the in all the feedback there was only one person that gave it a six out of ten yeah the rest of them were like
2: probably the same person I no no it's no? different no mm-hmm. you know who it was yeah yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll tell, tell you after nice.
0: <laughs> hey it's just one of those things dude it's like um You know, what I've noticed is, so you got the people, like, we'll just use Ryan, for example, who's doing a lot of shit. And he was like, oh, that was great. Like, great lineup. Obviously, it would have been nice if it, the only thing was we had so many people that have spoken at Wiscorea before. Mm -hmm. Um, So next year, we'll be able to change that around. But he was like, even he said, like, the content was great. Like, someone that's actually doing it with 470 units or whatever, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I got a lot of out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, if the people that have a couple properties are barely doing stuff or whatever, and they're like, oh, it wasn't that great, it's like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there was
1: two, probably two of the most commented thing on. The one was either less speakers with an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. or five speakers with an hour of speaking. Yeah. And... I like a handful of people mentioned how they wanted more relatable speakers. And I was like, you don't, we don't need a speaker that is the same size as you for you to take something from them. Like, I think just quite a few people, I shouldn't say quite a few, those handful full of people had a hard time getting past the fact of like, these people are doing stuff and have bigger businesses and like taking that knowledge and applying it to theirs. Like, I just think they couldn't comprehend that like they're just like they're way up here and i can't do anything they're doing until i'm up there
2: which is kind of ridiculous in a sense because every one of the speakers talked about where they started from 100 mm-hmm. percent. even Colin, you know talked about literally i started you know i was making a decent money for a regular job but then it was like do i want to be stuck cutting down days to retirement mm-hmm. got started and blew up like everyone like you know, one mm-hmm. of the speakers right so i thought was relatable with that So oh, if yeah. you're not willing to
1: And the fact that Colin started only seven years ago. Right. Like, that's not a whole lot of time to get from nothing to where he is now.
0: Well, yeah, the other part with it is, like, the people that do more of, like, the information-type speaking on something, more, like, entry-level, they're the ones that go to the Wiscoria. Like, you know, for example, Jason and Chris, theirs was very much, like, quite a bit more high level than the stuff they do when they go to wiscoria and present. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, for a reason. Because if you want, like, we're not going to have them speak the same shit they speak at Whiskeria that you could see any month without paying extra. Like, right. like, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, there needs to be a value brought to people and it's different quality of mm-hmm. the presentation. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, and Chris even said when he came to spoke, speak at Whiskeria, like, if you want a more in-depth version of this go to recon right like he even said then and there that Mm -hmm. that's what was gonna speak about
2: i guess for him that's the only thing i was hoping is he was going to go a little bit more in depth yeah like working out his numbers for the build out Mm -hmm. i didn't really see him like he did a little bit he talked
1: about what was quoted when he bought it yeah and then what he was able to get it which he did
2: at the regular Mm -hmm. event too but yeah what I do like about that is literally, you know, for that I think like a lot of people look at, you know, for storage units, they'll look at just what is there performing, instead of being right. able to look ahead, do the feasibility study if you add fifty more units, hundred more units. Mm.
1: I did like someone asked too about with him, because uh, he only does steel. So someone asked like, oh, have you quoted out like using block, block? Mm. Um, yeah, which he did say he's like actually working on looking at the numbers for that
0: too. Mm. Yeah, block and wood. I mean, wood would go up so fast and so easy if you did wood. Mm. Oh, that'd be so easy. The only issue is, and this is what like, uh, one of the main things that he, <clears throat> Chris had said in his original presentation at Wiscoria was, if you do steel and there's a fire, the only thing burning is the content. Uh, your structure fr- your structure's still good.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: So,
0: if someone starts a fire in a unit, like, their stuff burns, but and would the building doesn't burn.
1: Would it's, it would stay only in that unit f- for the most part, right?
2: Uh, it depends if some some of them leave open uh, portions. Oh, the above, so yeah, 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 But,
0: yeah. But, I mean, most of those on the inside are just steel, where, like, a lot of the wood ones are built with plywood. hmm So, I mean, you've got a big... So, steel, building. you're going
2: to run out of a fuel source
0: at some point. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. Where the wood ones you ain't running out no it's going Mm -hmm. it's going hard so i that's what the kind of aspect that i do like about the steel
3: Mm -hmm.
1: i i have to say this real quick because i haven't mentioned it yet i loved the fact that chris did say like when he bought it and they're like oh you have to do all these particular things and he's like wait that's the city of madison rules i'm Mm -hmm. in the city of milton or whatever yeah mm-hmm. so like just paying attention to those little differences because we've talked about it here mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. eau claire county versus chippewa county is way different
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like getting out of the city of eau claire you can do so many more things yep so it is like something to pay attention to yeah
2: and that even changes municipality wise
1: mm-hmm.
2: so being the eau claire eau claire county but if you're in like seymour or oh yeah uh, town of washington oh definitely
1: town of washington
2: matters <laughs> yeah for sure
1: <laughs> Oh, just PTSD with Town of Washington Love right them. now. Love them people
2: <laughs> over
3: there. Uh, well,
1: the- in even our, like, neighborhood, because we're by the airport, we have different rules, too, even. Which we yeah. only found that out because yeah. of Ryan. Yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Which is neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all interesting. It's It's things like that, that being in the crowd listening, when they say stuff like that, it's like, oh, that's a really good point. It doesn't matter what level you're at, you can take that and be like, yeah, if I ever run into a situation, make sure the plans I'm looking at are for my county
2: Mm -hmm. or my township or whatever. And they can make or break a deal for you, where a lot of people are just going to be like, eh, that's, you know, literally just throw it off their plate because it's not going to be a deal. Right. Mm -hmm. With just a little bit of legwork and understanding what's going on or working with the right people. Now it makes sense. Mm Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: I love the fact that david nelson talked about how he's actually switching his short-term rentals to long- back to long-term I rentals, it, dude. and then the fact at Wiscoria on tuesday you're like who's interested in learning more about short-term rentals and like half the room raised their hand and i was like we literally just heard from a guy saying that he's switching back to long term like,
2: yeah he'll switch some of his stuff he's always keeping some of it mm-hmm. but like he said though he doesn't buy his
1: For- with those numbers yeah
2: Right. And that's, that's where people smart. get into trouble is well I can rent it for three times what normal rent is as a short term. Yeah. Or
0: even a midterm. So well and that's what I did. So we've got we've got one short term and we had um one of our small properties, one of our one bed, one baths coming up off of Cedar Street, and I was like, Well, I'm just gonna check to see what this would do if we did medium term rentals at eighteen hundred from the hospital dude, we would make the same amount in cash flow as we do now once we factored in utilities, furnishings, cleaning. And once we factored all that in, I was like, it's the same cash flow. I'm not doing any of that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so much more headache. You're not. It's like less guarantee. You got to throw up more money up front because you got to go spend six grand to furnish it <clears throat> and all that shit. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, looking at that, I was like, wow. That but, but a lot of people, like he was saying, they'll just see 1800 bucks, right? And they'll be like, Oh, I'm in, and it's like, Well, then you're paying for them to have the AC at whatever they want, you're paying for them to have the heat at whatever, you know, whatever, right? right? So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, yeah, overall, though, um, the event went phenomenal,
1: it went really good, really, really good,
2: yeah, thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I'm here
1: for you guys. Uh, I had one person complain that they should have been notified that they needed their QR code for check-in and that there was no notebooks. And I sent it an email.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, I don't think people look at the, because it just comes from Eventbrite.
2: Yeah. So at I'm sure end people... of the day, I mean, to have just a couple people complain out of, I mean, we literally had 85 people right. in the room, right? right? So. And just take out the grain of salt. I think that's a pretty huge victory to just get yeah. a couple from one
3: person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what it came down to was um, the overall feedback. Was phenomenal. Ninety-six percent feedback was ninety-five percent feedback was good. Yeah. So, and now we know the few things to change for next year.
2: Yeah. And literally, like high-level people that go to tons of seminars, tons of events, workshops. Mm-hmm. Seeing all the ones they have been to, this is definitely the top three. Like that's, mm-hmm.
3: that's wild, that's mm-hmm. crazy,
2: and it comes from a person that we both know yeah, isn't bullshitting. Ain't bullshitting, dude, <laughs> they ain't gonna if bullshit. Suck, so. we we would have been, uh, hung much <laughs> <out> to dry? <laughs> yeah.
1: I really enjoyed like how much, uh, just like with the VIP too, like the camaraderie we were able to have, like just being able to talk to everyone. That was one thing I felt like last year we didn't get the chance
0: to really, mm-hmm. yep.
1: hang out a whole lot. I mean, you and I were doing 75 hard, so I think I went home shortly after the mm-hmm. event was done.
0: Yeah, but even even then, like what's really nice about that VIP night beforehand, one, we know speakers are in town, mm-hmm. so that's huge to know speakers are showing up the next day. Two, you yeah. get to build that rapport with all the speakers and all the people so that the next day there's no awkwardness, there's no stress. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, dude, how you doing? How was your night? Blah, blah, blah. And things are rolling, you're chatting all day, where if we didn't have that, it would have been...
1: Like, why us, are they coming?
0: Yeah, like, us as strangers to strangers, and it's that connection's not going to be there, and it's not going to Yeah, gonna flow, not only but, for us,
2: but also for the VIP people, because it was, mm-hmm. like, even when people got there, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, and I love seeing networking, just like we get at Wiscoria but it was literally like, okay, we need people to be quiet and sit down so we get the show mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. Because there was so much talking, networking, and obviously the night before played into that because you could see people f- that were at the VIP event.
1: Mm. And it's got to be like, feel, being a little bit nicer for the speakers too, because that's 15 people out of that group of people that they were already able to talk to. Yep. So then that's 15 less people that are going to come up and talk to them during the event. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Or like if they do, they at least know them and can chat with them. And
1: go more yeah. in depth on some stuff, Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, because when you think about it, dude, a lot of the times I've been to I've been to a few engagements where there's not a crazy amount of chatting and networking ahead of time. Um, it's kind of like quiet. Some people chatting here and there. It was like we had to yell a couple times like, hey, dudes, mm-hmm. shut
2: up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to get rolling. <laughs> right. It's a great problem to have. It's phenomenal. Because I, yeah. I, I think what we have afterwards – that's a long day, right? Literally getting there. Most people at 8.45. Yep. The event starting at nine, not wrapping up till almost five. Yep. And then was there twenty people that went out to eat afterwards? There's a
0: yeah, I think there's twenty people at dinner at at eight thirty, which wasn't even part
2: of the event, but just I right. uh, was like, hey, let's go hang out some more. Like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So I mean, there were still there were still forty people until eight at mm-hmm. the venue, and right. then they're like, get out of here, and we're like. Eat. And then we pop over and you have 20 people over having dinner at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it was phenomenal. Um, Key takeaways, right? So four speakers next year Yep. with a breakout block. Mm-hmm. I think breakout block right after lunch. Yeah, something more interactive. Yeah, so that people are not like getting tired and whatever. And then. So um, you just do a
2: breakout block for like an hour mm-hmm. to make it for that spot of the speaker so. yeah yeah
0: so I think you still I think you still structure that lunch very. it still has to be very structured because if it's not yeah. but yeah so same thing 45 minute lunch right, right into the activity
1: and then it's nice too because it's not like our the lunch ended up going a little bit over because we had a lot of questions with the yeah. second speaker so if it goes over then it's not too terrible because you can kind of make up with make up that time of having people eat in these breakout sessions too if they want to That's true. It's yeah. not that big of a deal.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, it just depends. I mean, how, what would you think, AJ, for a breakout?
2: How would you want to set something like that up? I don't know if we have to do it where people pick which breakout session they want to hit ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, each person's going to have their topic and have them just pick a breakout session. Yeah. Biggest thing is if everyone just you know, if you have the headline speaker, mm-hmm. everyone picking that one because they want mm-hmm. how yeah. you do.
1: That's kind of like, because what we say, have people like let us know what topic they're interested in.
0: Yeah. Would yeah, so, so what Sam and I kind of discussed before was not putting what each speaker's talking on. Mm-hmm. So just having like the full list of the topics that are going to be covered, but not listing who is speaking on what. So then that way people can pick it and not know who they're getting. Um, mm-hmm. So and then what also is nice with that is if if we have like a last-minute cancellation like we did, then we just fill in with that topic, you know. Because um, if we're saying we're covering these topics, just fill in with that topic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. That's what we had to
0: do there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we uh, – um, so. Three days before, two days, was it two, two it? days, I think two it was days, Thursday. Yeah, it was on Thursday, so two days before the main tw- event. Two days before the main event, uh, mm. we get an email by essentially the headliner.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: whatever, that, Yeah, that he can't. Uh, yeah, whatever. Just the the last speaker um, that he can't can't make it because of personal um, personal c- conflicts or whatever. Uh so. Yeah. I see it come through. I'm calm as a cucumber. I'm like dope. It's like I have an idea how to fix this. Shoot you a message. Shoot Sam a message. Sam's like not surprised. <laughs> and you're like, uh, you're like, yeah, I like the idea. You reached out to Don. Don's like, yep, I can do it. And uh, thank God he could. Had to switch around the lineup. Um, call, make some calls. Switch around the lineup to um to what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Accommodate for uh, thank
0: you. Accommodate his schedule, the Don's schedule for uh popping in last minute. And um switch some stuff around and we were able to uh we were able to make it happen. Um it was uh I'll say I was very in the in the moment I was very much like solve the problem.
2: Yeah. And it did work. Thanks to our network. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's huge. Just be able to come up with someone two days before the event. Mm -hmm. And he had prior commitments that he had moved around. Like, Mm -hmm. and why he wasn't top of the list for more people was kind of mind boggling to me. Cause his content is great. Like that content that he shared, I'm like, we, we heard him in Appleton before. That's, Part of the reason I think, yeah, we were like, yeah, definitely he'll be a great fit.
0: Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's exactly what we wanted mm-hmm. in in like topics covered. Do
1: you, th- do you think he was just like too high level, like I for think, what people were ready? I for? believe
0: there's two reasons. I because having systems start first, people weren't primed right, for all right, that right. shit. Yep. Where like if how we had it set up, systems last. So I think that was our first biggest thing. There is it was first instead of last. And the second thing is I think so many people in that – no, that's not true. Like half the people in the room are very much on like the still getting their first 10 properties or whatever, right? And so they aren't needing the systems yet. And so the people that like the Ryans, uh, Duplex Joe, dudes that got 50 plus units, they're just like, oh, this is – wildly valuable Mm -hmm. the guys that have 10 units five units are like what do i need
2: a system for Mm.
1: and then in two three years they're gonna be like you know that would have been been really good
2: (laughs) yeah and even if you're just working stuff like you you see some of the guys that are wholesaling that are doing four thousand mailers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if you're doing that volume even if you're not that busy if you're doing that volume you have to have you got to start getting stuff in line because if you're even getting 1% mm-hmm. reaching oh, yeah. back out to you, sorry to say, if you're putting out 4,000, you're getting 1% back, I guarantee for them, they're not utilizing those, that 1%. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's too much all at once, especially if you don't have something like that in place where you can track and you can follow up. You know, you got your filters set. You literally know who's in your funnel and where they should be in that funnel. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: That's one of my biggest, like, things with any business. And I'm teaching a, a girl some stuff for uh, shipping right now. Because I teach them as if, like, we're at a really high volume right now. And that's how I made systems for stable living back in the day. That's how I'm going to make systems for 2 transformations is, like, you make those systems as if you're bigger. So then when that happens, it is not as big of a headache to mm-hmm. switch over.
0: Right. Yeah, because, like, even for, like, the calls and stuff I do for people, I've got, you know, I'm dealing with a small list, so that way, and I just have it on Excel, but so that way I can have, like, yep, called these people, called this date, and then I can have mailed this date, and then if I want to have a text this date or whatever, so that way I know I'm, like, following up with them, and then a little feedback section, because if you don't have that um like i'll like uh, i'll give one example of a, a lady that um we call them like you need any you interested in selling your house or need any work or anything and she's just like no just trees removed right And i'm like okay well follow up with me in the spring i'm clearly gonna put her in my thing to follow up with her in the spring but she the thing is is she doesn't just want trees she's like oh i want trees removed but i also want to get a fence too we install fences right so it's like. That lead, if I don't have it in my Excel with the date to follow up about a fence, and it, you know, I'll follow up about the trees, and then when I get someone out there to help her with the trees, and I'll be like, oh, by the way, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have that, that's a potential, you know, four day job for my guys. Mm-hmm. That if I didn't have that in, like, in I don't have a sophistic, I have Excel, but if I didn't have that in my Excel with dates
2: that's a that's a potential job that's gone. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing I loved about John, or Don's uh, portion too is he did talk about it doesn't have to be anything crazy even though he literally builds out high level right. systems. Mm-hmm. Just start somewhere and that's what you know. you talked to him afterwards he's like, yeah, I'm not going to push my product. Right. Like it's it's fine. I just want people to be able to do something because once they do get to a higher level it is nicer to have. But even building it with the the girls on the team for real estate, like it's easy when you have 50 leads. Oh, right? yeah. But we have 3,200 leads in our system right now that are just off of our website. Well, then I just pulled another 3,200 3, out of uh, High Likely to Sell off that Lead Fusion. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was telling you about It's mm-hmm. a lot of leads. Mm-hmm. It's a shit ton of leads. So all of a sudden, you're like, I'll remember this person. Well, you're not going to remember. Mm-mm. So I met with, uh, conversion specialist for our website You literally got got <laughs> a f grade on pretty much everything oh yeah because i was working it the way i was told to work it originally he was like no like your contacts need to be your first priority because they're already in your funnel like they're mm-hmm. funneling down in your funnel where they should be well now they're contacted you already know some of the answers to get them hopefully to the closing table but they're falling through the cracks because you're worried about more people in the funnel as opposed right. to quality in the funnel. Mm. So he we literally went through, he's like, Anyone that's unsubscribed, anyone that uh, from text and email, he said, They're dead to me. They're out of the system. Just get the fuck, get, get them out of there. They're not with your time. He's like, So be a little more choosy on who you work with. When you're starting, it's like everyone, you, know, you want everyone in there. And it's like, No, it's Like literally, if they're unsubscribed, not opening your uh, property alerts, get them out.
0: Right. That Interesting. Makes
2: sense. So your funnel with quality, not quantity.
0: Yeah, that goes big into qualifying um, mm-hmm. where it's like when you're on a call or like you're talking to someone in person, the biggest thing is just understanding right away if you can even like if they even have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're sitting there chatting with them about a $50,000 edition and they got 20 grand, what are we doing? Let's put a deck out there. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have to qualify them for the conversation to be realistic. Otherwise, it's like, what are we? We're just wasting time here. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, finding a way to qualify them. What are you hoping to keep your budget in? You know, whatever, to get an idea. Otherwise, it's just like what you guys do in real estate. What's your budget? What are you hoping for for a monthly payment? You you know, because if you don't do that, you know, it'd be like, you sending me half million dollar houses when my budget's two hundred
2: grand? Yeah, so we get that all the time with people when they're just starting to look. Mm-hmm. That's always the first thing if you are met with a lender. You know, what's your financing look like? I always try to assume. I try not to assume they need financing. Sure, because people that don't need financing, you ask them if they're pre-approved. You know, yeah, they get offended. Whatever. <laughs> so I'll just ask, you know, what's financing looking like for you? Well, we're just starting to look. I'm like, well. You need to have that first. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to set you up on a search for a $350,000 home in your, if your budget's two twenty five. Because so we're going to go look at stuff that you have no means of buying. Yep. You're going to be all excited for it. Then we're going to bring it back, back down to reality and show you pro- properties that make sense. Yep. It's going to be a big letdown. So yep. get qualified first. Then we can get out and show you some stuff. That's what I've that. been like
1: telling my coworkers because some of them are like thinking about buying a house soon. And I was like, go talk to a lender before you even start looking. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that is the most important thing you need to know is how much of a house you can afford.
2: Yeah. Or even want to. Like, that's what I like. But, you know, Cottrell, he's really good with that. He doesn't qualify people based on the value of the home. He just asks them straight up, like, what do you want your payment to be? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then he'll run numbers off that accordingly.
0: Yeah, because I talked to him two days ago on that walkthrough. I was talking to him. And uh, he says he tries to – he ends up trying to talk more people out of something than trying to talk them into Mm -hmm. getting – because he'll be like – one example he gave, he's like, young kid, kid on the way, single income household, and he wants to buy a $300,000 house. And Brian's like, I'm fucking yelling at the kid. Like, what are you doing? This is going to ruin your life, dude let's fucking buy a $200,000 house. Why would you do this to yourself when you have a baby on the way and one income?
3: Mm-hmm. Why?
0: And it's it, that right there is like a very quality dude. He doesn't care about the sale, he cares about the well-being of his client. Right. And it's it's so huge and that's I mean that's why Sam and I live in this house and we don't live in like a $350,000 house which we could afford easily, but we're like this. Is good enough, and we got fucking money right. to do whatever: we want. Right. go on vacation, buy more rentals, buy a different car, whatever.
1: Quit my job. Quit
0: Sam's job, right? So it's like, dude, people oftentimes do not think about the stress relief when you're in half the house you could afford.
2: Mm-hmm. No, that one thing you got to think about with this house too. This is gonna appreciate faster, yeah, than a four hundred thousand dollars home. Like usually, mm. you appreciation on that. Takes longer. So you know, being a first, second or third home. Right. Something like this makes more sense until you're ready to literally like plank down for right years and years and years. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. I like well that. yeah,
1: I mean you look at all the houses that are still on the market right now, they're mainly houses that are three hundred thousand plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually anything around two fifty lower is gone.
2: It's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, they move. They move fast.
1: Yeah cuz someone was someone at my work was talking about how their friend was like flipping a house and they're like, "Yeah, they want to sell it for 3 350,000 whatever. It was some flip that they were doing and I was like, "They're going to have a hard time with that." They're like, "Oh, what do you mean?" And they they said like it it should sell so fast. And I was like, "Anything that's above that 300 is not moving fast."
2: Yeah, you're seeing stuff in the, like the 350 and under moving, but yeah, it's definitely a different market, but we're so conditioned to I'm going to list it today and by Saturday I'll have 15 offers. And it's like, well, that's not the market anymore. Um, you, you know, you stay under that $200,000 price range. Yes. That's still the market. You're mm-hmm. still going to get multiple. Um, but stuff, it's I will not say it's back to normal because it's still not back to normal. But people are so conditioned, you know, normal. you know, Houses don't sit on the market anymore for three months before you move it. It's right. – yeah. If it's not moving in a week people are like why is my house selling yeah. like, well, what do you mean
0: <laughs> yeah it's
2: only been a week or something in a couple weeks yeah chill out
0: yeah one especially at yeah, winter too right people are like don't want to move <laughs> it's mm-hmm. winter mm-hmm. right so things are really like i mean between the state of the market and winter things are just slower you got to wait a little bit longer yeah. but it's part of the game yeah. For the game. I could see that hurting some flippers that use hard money lending and like staging and shit, you know, because you got that sitting yeah. there and all that, mm-hmm. where we use our own money, which is
2: dumb, but it doesn't really bother us. Yeah, I was just talking to someone at the gym and they were talking about trying to get in the game of doing it. And they're like, well, you know, in a few years, I'll be in a better position as far as uh, they're investing in a. Um, sports rehab business, mm -hmm. and uh, talking about that, what they have going out, so on and so forth. He's like, you know, a few years I'll be in a better position. I was like, well, why don't I just look at, like, literally, you can go to Citizens and get an ARV loan. Yeah. So they're going to give you money based on after repair value. Yeah. Especially if someone that's that's that that person's also in construction. Yep. Um, literally, just go down, show them everything. Uh, might hold it at the title company in escrow while you're doing it, but still, Mm -hmm. so many people. And he was also under the the thoughts of how does that work if you're using you know private money for commercial? You still gotta, you know, come up with 20% and let it season. I was like, none of that's the case with commercial. No, it's like, really? It's like, no, you don't have to let it money season, nothing Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. You can, you know, go grab sixty thousand dollars from. Any account, throw it in your account, and it's good to go that yep. day. Mm-hmm. There's no seasoning period.
1: And some of them too, you can get. What you just pay interest only.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Which is beautiful.
0: That's how I had it set up with Wisconsin. Paid interest only for six months, and then it would have transitioned over after that. But I sold the property in five months.
2: Did you actually have to pay the interest, or did you just pay it at closing? No, I had to pay the interest. You did? Yeah. yeah. We had one through them too, and it was we paid interest that. When we refinanced out, oh wow, That's so they sick. locked us at the four point one two five rate that they had going at the time. Yeah, and then they held the proceeds in the account because they had the uh. Remember who went out and did it? So any anything under I think four hundred thousand, they can just do in house. Yeah, for the appraisal or the evaluation. Yep. yep. So they came through, did the evaluation of what it would be worth afterwards, held that in account until we were done, and when we refinanced out, they took the, you know, what we owed in interest out of that proceeds and then gave us the proceeds. That's cool. So literally paid nothing the whole time outside so of beautiful. expense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like uh, when I set up my const- – this is something I didn't understand and why like, people go out and get hard money. What I understand is like Citizen Sterling – Wisconsin, no, Wisconsin, not as much because it's a lot more red tape, mm-hmm. but as citizens and Sterling, I can go in there. I got to put 20% down on the purchase price, but then I got a construction loan. And so at each stage or whatever, I submit my work and I get refunded. And then I pay my guys, I pay off my, my bills, and then I do the next step. And so I need one-sixth of the money that people need for a normal flip because I'm able to only put 20% down that stays in, but then I'm just recycling that same 20 grand. You know, so are they
2: selling 20% if you're getting a smoking deal on it and doing ARV re- rehab? Yeah. Valuation?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically. Yeah, so they're like, yep, they want 20% of the purchase price. No matter what? No matter what, and they based off of ARV.
1: Yeah, that changed in what, the last year? That changed
0: in the last, like, nine months. Yeah. That wasn't the case a year Before ago. Before they just do
2: straight ARV? Uh, they,
0: 5%, 10% ARV, whatever. Yeah, it just didn't. Yeah. But now they're like yeah. I – they're they're almost like qualifying you now. They're like, we want to make sure you have money. So I'm like,
2: whatever, dude. I don't go – okay. i yeah. sure with the market shifting a little bit, that's probably part of it. Just yeah. a little more cushion, a little more mm-hmm. safety. Yeah. So I guess that'd be – Kind of like you're going against what you're saying, though, as far as with hard money, because literally hard money is they're still going to want you have some skin in the game as far as for rehab, whatever yeah. else. But literally, I can do that just with rehab costs; they'll cover everything else.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that's it just true. depends on your
2: position. Not everyone's in the position of having an extra collateral or right. even twenty percent down. Right.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Huh. I like it though. I like the construction loans. Mm -hmm. It makes my life easy. It makes it so I can do it all. I don't got to go, which I mean, I should build a hard money. I should build a relationship down the line, but I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, well. It's life.
1: We just need to stop having these year-long flips. Uh,
0: Yeah. I'm kind of almost glad we kept Alpha Avenues.
1: Are you? Well, now that people are,
0: we got a couple people interested.
1: Yeah, and uh... some good people.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: because we always talked about. Oh yeah, I do. Because
0: <laughs> we talked about putting some some real some big families in those houses. big families in the houses to like fuck with the neighbors. But um, we had some like people we know, like good people, reach out and we're like, I guess, I guess we can do
2: that. <laughs> I don't so know, that's when you're keep... keeping, no, we're selling them. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Um,
3: but
1: I don't know. They might not like the neighbors with how nosy they are. That's for sure.
2: Oh, that's the, the town in Washington. Tawny Washington, yeah. 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 I never heard. How did that end up?
0: Um, so actually, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. It. Um, I'm gonna just preface it with this. Over the years, being with like stable living, and then really like looking into a lot of things the county does looking into a lot of things our government system does right Um, when i was with stable i lost so much faith i didn't have much dude i had littles but then i lost a lot when i actually saw how a lot of these agencies were ran and i was i would say it straight out to case managers everything how i was not impressed Mm -hmm. and um
1: and it's like one of them got investigated as well, yeah. yeah. Stole
0: a couple of mil, crazy DHS for fuck. Anyways, <laughs> um, so town of Washington approves it, right? Goes to the county. At the county, there's a petition with 26 signatures, 22 signature, 22 signatures, I think. Boom, goes back to the town of Washington. Town of Washington's like, we already settled this back to the county. I didn't even know, dude. I get a phone call three days before the thing. They're like, are you going? And I was like, what do you mean? Like to the town of Washington meeting? And they're like, no, 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 it's back to county.
2: And that's the one Kyle went to, only Kyle? Yes, yeah, so Ki- Washington, Yep,
0: Kyle. No, Kyle went. So Kyle and I, Kyle, myself, and Jeremy with um, Real, Real Land Surveying, we all went to uh, the town of Washington together where we had passed the town of Washington uh, four to one. And then. We went to, only Kyle, Kyle and Jeremy went to uh, the county meeting, and they're like, nope, postpone, it's going back. Because that, that was our Christmas That party. was our Christmas party. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, postpone, going back. So like, okay, shit. And then, uh, so Jeremy calls me three days before Shawnee going, I was like, I didn't plan on it. And he's just like, oh, we're back at the county. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, town of Washington already approved it. They said this is bullshit. Send it back. So okay, so we go to the county.
1: Oh, first off, you get a phone call the day of the meeting asking for specific things. Let's a, not forget. I get that. a phone
0: call day of from fucking. Keep in mind, dude, this has already gone there. We've been in contact with like the um, the county people since last September is when I finally got a hold of them and actually started having com- conversations last September. They called me asking for a document the day of. And I'm just like, what are you fucking doing, dude? They're like, well, you were supposed to get this over to us in the last like month. And I was like, thanks for the email. Web document. They wanted to see a newly updated floor plan for how it would look after I put the walls in. And I'm like, well, do I need that? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, why? I'm like, all we're doing. I was like, I was like, how I lay this out should have nothing to do with approval. The fact is, I can make it happen, and all that should matter is like, if that's okay. So no, dude, he's like, the guys, like, well, you're gonna have to figure something out because we're gonna need it there. I'm like, whatever. So I go to real End surveying. I get the regular plans, make copies, put in a couple lines, send it off. Because all I'm doing, dude, I'm putting one wall in. I literally drew a line down the center.
1: Which, the wall's already there.
0: The wall's there, dude. It just didn't show it on the plan. So, I just drew a line down the center. They're like... So, then he calls me back. I don't see any changes. I was like, yeah, there's there's a line down the center. And he's just like, well, that doesn't show me how things are laid out. I was like, what do you mean? It's split in half. That's the floor plan. And, and the guy's like, well, we'll just see how it goes at the meeting. I was like, yeah, that's what we're going to have to do. So, we get there, dude. And there's a... Uh, there's supposed to be four people, but there's supposed to be five and there's three there. And they're all older. And by older, the youngest one was definitely mid-60s. Oldest one's probably knocking on 75, 80. So I'm sitting here, I look over at Jeremy, I'm like, we need some young people up there. And he's like, yep. He's like, you should run. And I'm like, no, no, but anyways, it's because it's like the zoning commission or whatever. Anyways, we sit down. They pull up the plan. they like, oh, TTH versus Town Washington, whatever. Um, they pull up the drawing, and the, the the zoning guy is just stumbling over everything. I think he was just learning how to speak that day. Really wasn't sure what was going on. And so I'm just sitting here the whole time, like, just waiting for them to call me up so I can explain. So, boom, they call me up. I go up there. Finally, finally, one of the people are like, is the owner here? And the guy's like, yep. Why don't we have the owner explain this? I was like, thank you. Go up there. Explained it. Guess what? Made sense because what do we do? Put a line down the center. So, I, so they were like, okay, cool. Okay, I go sit down and they're like... Okay, um, does anybody have anything like pro or against him doing this? Dude, the line just starts going. People going up there saying how I shouldn't be allowed to do this. 30 years ago when they put this up, it was meant to be single family. And uh, I'm going to ruin the neighborhood by making him duplexes. All this stuff, right? This wonderful lady was like, I do not care she's like i am here to listen to see if this is a viable thing not to listen to your guys' opinions what is wrong with a duplex going there i need to know like why a duplex can't go there and people are just going 100% on emotion the whole time right finally she's like i'm done with this she's like this is all shit you she's like this is all things that you your community should have brought 30 years ago when these were being built, you should have brought that to your township as an issue. Instead, you're bringing it to me 30 years after. She's like, I haven't even been here for 30 years. She's like, that kid wasn't alive. That owns the buildings. And you're coming at us with stuff about 30 years ago. She's like, no. And I was like, this is beautiful. And so so then the one guy... The one guy said, he's like, okay, I want to make sure what we're voting on. We're voting on if this conditional approval, if we see anything wrong for not approving this to be a duplex with zoning and code. And the zoning commissioner was like, that is correct. And then the zoning commissioner said, keep in mind, if you guys do not pass this, you need to be able to state what codes are not met you need to be able to state what zoning's not met otherwise you will be um you will be like against your oath and you will be approving based on emotion and um we passed it just like that and uh and i was like this is that was the first time i've dealt with the county where i was like wow i've got a little faith in the system again Because they were like no bullshit, and the lady even said she's like, townships are to hear the the neighbors' opinions and feelings. She says they didn't want to listen to your feelings. You come into my room saying talking about feelings. I do not give a shit about your feelings. I'm here to go on code, and so boom passed us. So it's beautiful. Washington,
2: Washington already
0: had said good to go anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, four to one vote.
1: Um, the funny thing was those houses were built in 2007, 2005,
0: 2003, I think one broke ground. The other one broke ground in seven, I think.
1: Uh, that wasn't 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. According these, to my calculations.
0: These people
2: are neat. They're really neat. So, yeah. So it went well. Yeah. We were just down, I guess, two weeks ago down to Ocean Government days, Day. Yeah. hmm It was that last week. Just last week. That was last actually. week. Yeah. And that's one thing that's talked about there is for housing. So if that ever comes up again, there's literally a huge push, even for, and there's actually a lot of grant money for living space above, above commercial. Because mm-hmm. a lot of that's all abandoned now, right? Like sure. the bars and all that. There's actually tons of grant money Really? for that. Or if you ever run into that and you want people to show up on your behalf, just reach out to me or there's a guy that heads it up at our board office riley's his name okay and they literally will rally the troops to show up because there's always opposition right there's usually never people for support of it Sure. so that's what they do is they literally rile you know gather up people that are in support of it pointing out that we're in a huge housing shortage so especially if it's something that's going to add housing wait
1: are you telling me there's a housing shortage, and we're bringing in right. 75 uh, yeah, immigrants yeah, to our community. No, yes,
2: but also you got Chippewas looking to do the same thing.
1: I think they were trying to pause it, because Eau Claire County approved it without telling Chippewa that they were also housing these people. So Chippewa was like, wait, you
2: need to tell uh, you No, know, I, I would guess it was probably done in cahoots together at the same time. But
1: Yeah, I don't. I tried looking up what happened, because there was a... County meeting to try and pause the immigrants coming. Oh, Claire passed the pause, but I don't know if she. Voted. Oh, Claire was in
2: such a shit show about it because it was supposed to, that should be a public hearing, and they held it in closed door. They yeah. held it in closed session mm-hmm. and approved it, mm-hmm. and none nothing like that should ever be closed session approved and ever. They, and they didn't ever.
1: properly notify everyone that like they were thinking about it either because they didn't notify police, they didn't notify the schools that there was going to be an influx of population.
0: Dude, I was told that um. They brought some illegal immigrants up and put them up in um, Hayward, filled the motel and stuff up in Hayward uh, with illegal immigrants and whatnot. And it's like, dude, maybe those things should be public hearings with Mm -hmm. the citizens because I can almost guarantee the citizens are going to say, fuck no.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, when we were on our East Coast trip, when I was looking at like hotels and stuff and booking. Uh, There was multiple reviews on different hotels of, like, don't stay here. It's full of illegal immigrants. Like, they're just housing them in these hotels. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is wild.
2: Yeah. A lot of the businesses are doing because it's literally just a blank check from the freaking government. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Crazy, dude.
1: On another side note, uh, if you haven't seen it, there is a survey going out about parking in downtown Eau Claire. Um, They're trying to make it. So street parking is free for two hours. So, they're trying to make it now where it's all going to be paid. And then they talked about, too, like, does there need to be a safety officer around downtown um, or something else? Better make it
2: an equity officer. Nah! That's what they'd yeah. do. Well, ah. and like,
1: there was an extra comment section where I was just like, ah. stop giving homeless people money and they wouldn't be hanging around downtown. Yeah. If you start making people pay for parking, like, it better go into a fund to, like, actually fix the streets and stuff instead of your gritty wallets
2: just going to pet projects yeah make the city even more
1: oh and then i said stop building useless shit on empty lots yeah that was the other thing i said
0: it's just that's great true i mean that's one thing that separates us from every every big city we don't have paid parking Mm -hmm. why like we pay enough in taxes here like, you guys squander our fucking taxes enough, dude. Yeah.
2: We could well, chill. I think what they, you know, they did some of the ramps that are paid parking,
3: mm-hmm.
2: or permitted parking. Yeah. But I think enough people avoid them.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now
2: they're like, well, shit, that didn't give us enough revenue. So what's our next forced hand thing that we can do?
1: Well, and that's what, like, because people have been complaining about parking downtown ever since they built Pablo. Was that the last yeah. parking lot that
3: mm-hmm.
1: got removed? Um. And people have been complaining about it And they're like, oh, well, there's the parking ramps down there. And it's just like, okay, the one is across the river. So if it's snowy and icy, you have to walk 15 minutes to get to your business. And the other one is kind of where a lot of homeless people live. Mm-hmm. So that's great, too. Right.
2: So but they like, knew nothing about it. Like, I, no. I've only lived here, not only, I guess I've lived here since, well, like 17 years I've lived here. And I don't remember, even in the past, probably 10 years, I don't think it was bad. But it seems like the last I five, thought- six, seven years, it's just getting to the point where...
1: I'd say the last two years have been way worse than anything else.
2: Yeah,
0: because I used to go on to the YMCA. I trained at the YMCA in 2013. And there was like two homeless dudes. But they were like... what? The thing with those two homeless dudes that like we saw often, they came in, they were friendly... They wash their fucking nuts in the shower, and they would uh, you know, sit in the sit in that room and drink coffee and shit. And I was like, "That's cool, dude. You guys aren't they're they're not rambunctious. They're nice. They're chatting. They're staying clean. Whatever. They pay their membership. It's fifteen dollars a month. Awesome. Okay, cool. The amount and and so I was down in that neighborhood every day training. Two, now. Dozens, no, oh, mm-hmm. dude, and I'm like, and they all smell like piss. The whole block that shifts on smells like piss. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, dude, even um, you even get down by the trail, you know, behind where Family Video used to be there. The, uh-huh. oh that, yeah, you know, the yes, Dollar General, dude. Like it's pretty pathetic when. So my wife is, yeah, she's not doesn't like seeing all that stuff. But anyways, we we're walking, and you know where the. Patch of trees are right behind the old festival, our mm-hmm. uh, family video. Oh, yeah, we're literally walking past there, and it, it looks like a little village, yeah. but trash everywhere. Yeah. You can't even walk around the along the river right. and enjoy it. Uh, yeah. One time we were walking down there; it's the last time we did it. There was someone like literally passed oh, yeah. out two feet off the trail. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: And she's like, "Are they okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure they're just sleeping it off." She's like, "Well, should we call the cops?" Is like. What are they going to do?
1: You wake them up. She's like, "We'll make sure they're okay. Yeah.
2: I'm like, they're fine. Yeah. yeah. So literally, as we're talking, they roll over and fall back asleep. So I was talking to a, a city cop, lieutenant cop, friend of mine. He was like, yeah, we cannot do anything. Like, we are literally handcuffed by the city. If we do anything, they literally come for our heads. Like, they're not allowed to say anything, do anything. I'm like, get them to, like, move along. Um,
1: we literally, I don't know if you remember this, I think Sean and I have talked about this before. It was like three, four years ago, this homeless lady lived on this specific bench downtown and when she passed away, they like memorialized like her bench or whatever, like put all these flowers and stuff under. And in there. It's like, she was just so nice in the morning and I was just like, okay, but she lived like she, she lived on that bench for a while. Like that was her spot. And I was just like, we shouldn't be like proud of this.
2: Right. Really? Right.
1: Like, we should be like, oh, this is a problem. How do we fix this problem?
2: Right. And I, I'm all for, I mean, we've talked about in the past, Want to do stuff for, like, a re- recovery, housing. Mm-hmm. People that are truly trying to do better. Mm-hmm. This isn't to sound cold, but I bet you 90% that are in Eau Claire truly aren't trying to do better. No. No, dude. No, they're
0: like not I trying to do better. I volunteer
2: at the food pantry or at a... Feed my no, not feed my people what's the food
1: community table
2: yeah community table yeah. and it's just amazing for one like some of the questions those people ask like almost like they're entitled to more i'm like nope you get one of each thing and that's it like oh can i can i have two of those and like no nope. you get one so everyone can have some but it's like what are you doing with your day and you can tell most of those people are like and it's some cold, but they're either strung out or they're half sleeping still. I'm like, holy shit, it's two in the afternoon. Yeah,
0: it's a the reason they're homeless, dude. Mm-hmm. I always thought about it. I was like, man, I want something to happen so I can be homeless, so I can show all these homeless people how to fucking get back on your feet. And I was like, oh, it'd take me one month. It'd be stupid. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be fair. There
1: mm-hmm. was a homeless guy that lived in Banbury because they have the indoor storage units. Yeah. And they're only like $30 a month. He lived there. He was very nice. He if someone else was going into the elevator he would not go in like he would wait until he was the only one to go in the elevator i'm assuming because he probably smelled bad Mm -hmm. but he like got his shit together like i he might still live there but like he looks clean now i see him like leave at the exact same time every day so i think he has a job and goes there but i was just like that's how you do it like he was able to survive just going there They're living there for $30 a month and is now, like, getting his life back together.
2: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's enough things out there if people truly want to do better. There's options. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, people bitch about rent. It's like, okay, you don't have to live on your own, for one. Get some roommates. Go rent a two-bedroom place. Maybe throw one on the couch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're probably breaking your lease at that point. But Whatever. Throw one on the couch, there's three of you sleeping in a two-bedroom, whatever, make it. Or at that point, there'll be five of you. Doesn't matter. Two in each bedroom and...
1: Everywhere's hiring people for like $15 an hour now.
2: Yeah. Which is why everything's so damn expensive. Yeah. It's mind-boggling to me. Well, yeah, we're just going to go $15 an hour minimum wage, and it's not going to affect everything. Well, yeah, dumbass. Like, businesses still need to make money. It's going to catch up.
1: Well, that's like there's uh companies now in like states that raise their minimum wage that are cutting jobs because they're like we can't afford to pay this for minimum wage. Or
2: you yeah. see the UPS. Yeah. UPS. I fucking mm. love that Our shit. I friends that work there so they're like it's all it's uh support staff. Yeah. A lot of their support staff and like he my friend was saying who's a manager there. it's like yeah, like I'm guessing it's probably just going to be a a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Even though their profits are, you know, they record great profits but companies like that are proactive they're not they're not reactive Mm -hmm. they're They're proactive way ahead of time so i guarantee as soon as they knew they were having to increase their their wages
1: well and it's not we're cutting it's not like e-commerce is like booming right now like i know for my company like our sales are down quite a bit and like usps is doing everything to cut their rates down too so like in the past five years that i've worked in shipping I These are the lowest shipping rates I've ever seen. And like we're not shipping nearly as much either. So I know both USPS and UPS are not getting as much money as they were.
2: Yeah, Which is crazy because I, I worked there seven, eight years ago. And it was, I thought it was busy. Mm-hmm. But then literally you had like the blow up. And it was, I think they're probably double that when I was there. Just an old clear alone. Mm-hmm. So I think it's maybe it's coming back to reality right. a little bit. But still.
1: Yeah, our orders are still lower, quite a bit lower than they were when I started in 2018, 2017. Yeah. 2018.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all just um, ties back to the fact that if we don't take care of our shit. Mm-hmm. And like hold these places, these agencies and things accountable, then we get the shaft. The average person gets the shaft, which we see every day. Mm -hmm. In everyday life, we see it. And it's super fun and cool. So what can we do? We can have recon. And we can teach people how to better themselves.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Have people like you run for office. Hey, no. You did say in a podcast. I did say I was going to. You did.
0: I
2: know. What happened? I got lazy. Sounds about right. Yeah, so I think that's the, (laughs) not to get political, but maybe to get a little political. Just a little bit. So part of the issue, I think, is like conservatives, a lot of our business owners. I mean, there's a bunch on both sides, right? But people just don't get involved. Conservatives don't seem to get involved in local politics, Mm -hmm. whether it's school board, whether it's, And part of that is, you'll see this in education, see it firsthand, you get, same with that, conservatives in public education are quiet Mm -hmm. because they don't want the freaking mob attacking them, right? So I think you get that with business owners too, Mm -hmm. like even for myself, usually I leave politics out of most stuff because as an agent uh, and a team leader, I don't really want to deal with the backlash. Right. But at what point does that stop? Because you get the other side that doesn't seem to give a fuck. Like They'll voice exactly... They're pro this, they're pro that, they're anti this, anti that.
1: But those aren't... Some of those are the companies that are suffering, though. I mean, because you got to think, like... Bud Light, I think, is still suffering from their backlash of last year.
2: But they won't do anything. They still won't do anything about it because of the backlash that will happen if they let... You know, the wackadoodle that they're promoting... Yeah. Go. It's going to be a huge backlash by, again, probably just a handful.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But they, yeah. Yeah. I so think... if they cut ties with that person, could you imagine? They'd probably get more business. they probably, <laughs> They'd probably get more business. But you could imagine just the, you'd still get.
0: They, they would get so destroyed in the media.
2: Did you see Dana White come out in. Uh... Yeah. Yeah like, kind of stick out for Bud Light.
0: Yeah, he signed a, he signed a deal with them. Yeah. yeah, signed a deal with
2: them, and then also said he feels like their values do truly align more with his, mm-hmm. which his values aren't really, obviously, that big of a secret. So yeah. I was like, when I hear yeah. that, I was like,
3: hmm.
1: But yeah, I mean, at least that, like, was Bud Budweiser as a whole, not just, like, right. the Bud Light. Oh, prime. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just so hard. We've talked about it before, like, how conservatives are very... They're, they're much more quiet, and I think it's because... They know, like, how much backlash they'll get from Well,
0: that and typically a lot of them are pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like, I, I've i got some liberal friends. I don't know a single one of them as busy as me. And I'm not just being like, oh, I'm busy. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm saying, like, no, I'm doing shit. I'm fit. I'm fucking, like, helping people out. Hosting real with you. Like I am truly trying to help as many people as I can. Podcasts, all this stuff. A lot of my liberal friends. I mean, we're friends and stuff. Yeah, great. They're playing with their dangling, fucking eating Cheetos, watching TV all night long,
1: playing video games, playing video
0: games, whatever. And then they're like,
1: "Oh, you're the conservatives.
0: Problem. You're the problem." I'm like, "Yeah, because I'm trying to help people be better." Right. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. So, but That's I mean,
1: transphobic, Sean.
0: I know. But it's seriously, I I honestly, like, when I look at my conservative friends compared to my liberal friends, my conservative friends are doing a lot more stuff. Mm. They're a lot more busy, a lot more active, a lot more helpful. Mm. Right.
1: That was, like, one thing Sean and I were kind of worried about moving to this neighborhood was, like, we're, like, oh, we're going to be the only, like, Republicans. And then there's a house a couple blocks down that just has, like, all these Trump 2024 signs in front of you. And we're, like, okay, I think we'll like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so many people now today, though honestly, are more Republican and conservative, and they just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to label themselves that. you have had a
2: big shift. I think there's definitely been a big shift. Yeah, the other side is almost so extreme. And I, I will, I gladly put out the conservative Republican flyers out in the yard. Everything. Oh yeah, and our neighbors are uh, definitely yeah. opposite. Which, yeah. whatever. They're they're decent people, mm-hmm. right? Lesbians, again, I don't care. Oh, dude, they're good to our kids. They watch our dogs. Yeah, whatever. But I guarantee we don't align politically. No, Um, that's okay. Like I think that's that's one thing that I don't like about the atmosphere we have is I catch myself this, you know, doing this sometimes too. If I see a freaking Democrat or liberal freaking sign in the yard, I just want to rip it out of their yard Ah. and go beat them with it. But it's like it's really not the way to be. And you know. You know, if you don't take the time to know someone, I think right. you can have those conversations and probably win some wars just with uh having the conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and but, as as a society, we need to have opposing opinions. Like right. You don't want a society that all thinks the same way.
0: No. You guys uh do you ever listen to PBD podcast, Patrick by David?
1: Only when you tell me mm-hmm. to.
2: Very little. I've listened to it a little bit, but so what? I mean, what it is is so they've got um He's also on a news network, right? Is it? Uh
0: Valuetainment, it's his news network. Okay. Yeah, it's his yeah. So he's so he has Valuetainment, and he's got a panel. And so he's got uh liberal, um, himself who's conservative. He's got two other conservatives, and um they they sit and they have a they talk and debate and shit every day, right? They're all friends, they're all best friends. They always do everything together, right? But it's so interesting. When the typically out of everybody, Adam, the liberal is the one typically always going off on emotions. And he's like very successful, fit dude, but he's the one that's always going off on emotions. And these guys will talk to him and be like, Adam, what are you saying? Like, what are you, you're telling us right now, like the most recent one, they're like you're telling us right now that you think we should be sending a 95, 95 billion dollars to everyone else instead of fixing our border and in like he finally comes around and is like no 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 guys i'm saying we should do the border first but i'm saying if we don't do the border at least we're doing something good with that money and they're like no 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 like you do not put on the person's mask next to you if the airplane's going down you put yours on so you survive so then you can help people right. and It's just so neat how some people, and I don't know if it's because of estrogen. I don't know if it's like they don't want to look bad in public or whatever it is. But it's such a thing like you have to protect yourself first. Military, dude, you know that. Mm -hmm. If you are in a gunfight and your buddy gets shot, you do not Go get your buddy until you neutralize the right. threat. You have to protect yourself first. Because if you run out to get him and you get shot, it's two dead instead of one. Man. Exactly. And do people like cannot take that easiest concept and implement it into? We're
1: going. We're bringing it back all the way from the beginning. Just taking a concept and like applying it hey! into your life.
0: Good job, babe. That's Make it. it. All you. Got- it doesn't matter at what scale you put it at. You can take any concept and relate it, and that's why Recon's so powerful.
3: <laughs> we put it all
1: the way around.
2: All right, gangster. Let's go. Let's rate. Let's go back to recon. Yeah. Oh yeah. First speakers. Okay. Do we have one in mind yet? We're supposed to put it out to the universe who we're going to go after. You tell. You tell me. You tell me, Big Dog. It's your idea. I yeah. have thought Brandon Turner would be phenomenal
1: for year three. Going big for years to three. get,
2: but I also have heard what his price take is. I, what is that? I, I have, Colin said he doesn't, like, it's $10,000 minimum, even just to get to which, a little, that's a little bit more money than,
1: yeah, money I'd budget. make that a year
0: five or 10 goal. <laughs> well, let's not go 10, maybe year, year four, maybe, but even you, I mean, the big thing is this, and this is like because we were in Rob Bailey's coaching group, um, and what he said is like at the more the the longer you're in the world you build those relationships everybody scratches everybody's back right. no one no one pays no one anything it's i'll speak at this event if next event you have me on or whatever you know whatever it is right. like cuz it's all about scratching each other's back and everybody getting that exposure through everyone's different audiences and so the way i look at it is like I am 100% willing to try and get a Brandon Turner. Uh, David Green would be cool. You know, like um, uh, Rankin, obviously Rankin. Um, I am definitely open to trying to like building those relationships, trying to get those people in. But if it's going to, if it doesn't make sense financially, obviously we can't do it. Right. But I mean, the more we're in it, the more years, the more connections those things will all start to come together. Yeah.
2: And let's be honest, for a lot of those that we've even had so far probably aren't happening with West Korea, just because we have 600 members. Absolutely. You know, seven, lo- now eight locations coming in. Yeah. So that helps us. Big time. Huge, I think. Um, but as we continue to hopefully have great events, getting good mm-hmm. reviews, building out our website, mm-hmm. all that. 'Cause obviously yep. when you can show someone, hey, here's our website, here's our past speakers, here's our reviews. Right. Go into all that, just builds that credibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Makes it easier. Yeah. So other than that, who else who are you thinking? I know you said uh, investor girl Brit, right? Oh yeah, dude. That.
0: I'd like to try to get investor girl Brit. Um couple reasons. One, she's hot. <laughs> no, but, um, no, why uh, investor girl Brit? She's really not at a crazy level. She's got like 35 units Um, and then she has like 35 residential units and then she moved into – she's doing self-storage stuff, which it seems a lot of people are moving towards that. But I'd really want her to come in the fact of she had a job. In her spare time, she would go and do the majority of the work by herself. She has a a 1,000 reels of her working on these properties Mm -hmm. the last six years. People always talk about relating. You have a a very good looking gal come in who's like, yeah, I self-taught myself how to fucking redo floors, how to build walls, how to put up trim, all that. And I did that in the afternoon after my W-2 job for three years. Dude, that right there, people sitting in the crowd wanting to relate. Get off your fucking ass and
2: spend your afternoons f- flipping a house. Right. So that's how I got started too and we started doing ours when we first did our few flips. Even mm-hmm. our rentals, like when we bought our duplex in Halley. We lived with the in-laws for what ended up being like three months. We are just going to move in quick, but I started tearing into stuff and needed to redo all the flooring. Right. But I literally set a full-time job. We'd go there at nights and weekends had to fix up both sides so we can move in one and get tenants in the other. Um, then we bought that flip on Ninth Street. That was all. Did all that. That was all of myself. Then the one you saw on House Road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, not House Road. I know um, what you talking about. Cleveland. About yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was. We did have some help on that, but I still did most of that all myself. But it really makes you appreciate too when you're able to get out of that. <sighs> That's mm-hmm. dude I seriously
1: I think back to our first house
0: <sighs> running a business managing machine shop full time get done with work at 5 get to the house work until 9.30 10 get home hit, hit the rack wake up do it all the next day but I still need to train so I get up at 5 mm-hmm. go train work business blah, 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 and that's what we did 3 months straight Boom! Mm. Every day until we got it good enough to move into. Well, we had yeah. to. We, we had to.
1: Our lease was up, and we were like, "Gotta move in."
2: Yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing with timelines, right? Like that's a forced timeline. You had no choice. Make it happen. Like the real, I think the real test of someone's credibility or test of their will. It's like when there's not a timeline. Yeah. Still willing to get it. Right. Or still willing to get after mm. it, just because that takes them to the next level.
0: Mm. Dude, I seriously, I go into these properties now. And the first thing I think of when I'm in a property is, "Holy fuck, I'm in over my head." And then I remember, I got a team now, and I'm like, "Never mind." But like from when the first times I was looking at properties, I knew I had to do everything. And now, like get into a place, I look, I'm like, "Man, I got a fucking lot of work," like chalked up. And then I just laugh, and I'm like, "Never mind, my team does. Thank God." Right? Because dude, it transforms everything just like you said when you got one dude rental a whole house to now you got three four you got some subs and everything and it's like oh my god it moves you get better quality because you got people with different skill sets and things just
2: so still, so still level of stress oh for just sure different,
0: different stress yeah. different
1: stress
0: yeah so but... but
1: investor girl brit
0: yeah so investor girl brit and the other one i was thinking is um red suit realtor from utah
1: yeah he'd be cool yeah
0: we met him uh at an event uh mm. a limitless and uh CCB he his own, event.
1: yeah he has his own coaching group
0: yep has his own coaching group he does um his goal is to help a thousand investors uh flip houses because he's a he's a um real estate he's a realtor investor realtor and also his like main thing is he flips so i think that'd be a pretty cool person to have because mm-hmm. Not only realtor side right can help a lot of people, but he'll be able to help the flippers in the room and all that and so I think that would be a pretty good one to to try and get in yeah mm-hmm.
2: his name's John a blank right now I sent you some of his videos big wholesaler I sent you his videos, and he's very energetic mm-hmm. he was actually uh, he, he spoke at ten uh, x a few years ago okay mm. we reached out to him for this one he was able to oh okay. Dang, I don't remember. See first. Remember as soon as we're done here today. But yeah, um, yeah. Cool. So, anyways, yeah, we got the nice thing about the Upper Midwest. It's not really looked at, but we there are a lot of high level people on the Upper Midwest. Oh yeah, for sure. Tons mm-hmm. of high for level sure. people. Yeah, even in our little network, I mean, there's tons. But like you said, you get over towards Minneapolis or even mm-hmm. you know, um, I know some big people that are in. Detroit area. That'd be cool. Very well.
0: Yeah, I think all those people, I mean, as long as, as long as, because the big thing with like the recon thing is as long as they have some sort of speaking talent. Because I know like some guys in the area that I can think of offhand and I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to have them come speak at Wisco and tell their story, but not necessarily a recon thing because they just have experience ripping real estate. They don't have experience... Speaking, mm-hmm. you know, so like the mixture of they can speak and they're in real estate, I think, is mm. what's I mean, for the recon events is what we're, we're looking for.
2: Yeah. So. um well, I was going to mention to you kind of off topic uh, more towards regular whiskey re-event. Yesterday we had someone come and talk at the brokerage mm-hmm. about 1031 exchanges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just talked to him and said, hey, would you be interested? And he's like, yeah, definitely. That would be so valuable because mm-hmm. There's like, so many, there's so much misconception or falsehoods that like people think that if it's uh it needs to be like, like a like property. If it's a duplex, it needs to be mm-hmm. a duplex. And he's like, no, that's, it's not the case. It needs to be a property or it could be land. You can actually put it into three properties. It doesn't need to be one property. So there's so Bye. many misnomers with it. And then also um, DST and had never heard of Delaware State Trust or something like that, Trust. But what you can do with that is, if you don't have a property to put into, you literally put your ten thirty one money into a trust, and then sit back and collect. You know, just like if you were to do a uh, a reit in a sense, right? Except for it's just into a trust. Hmm. So you park your money in it, and the manager of it gets to determine when it's sold or whatever but he said typically it's three to five years and you're collecting any, anywhere from, you know, three to 5%. But the nice thing is you're obviously still getting appreciation because you are part owner of the building. So you own part Damn. of the building, so you want a per- percentage. So if it's, you know, he said one of the things he will push to certain people is new build because that's, you know, if you get fastest appreciation, mm-hmm. but you don't get a lot of cash flow for it at the start.
0: That's super smart. So
2: DSTs. So we talked a little bit about that but it's kind of like a thousand foot view of it but I was like, "Oh."
0: Cuz yeah, I just sold I just sold two properties this year and then I'm looking at selling two more. I should really talk to that dude. Mhm. That would be very beneficial.
2: Right? Just park it in that. And then you can obviously when you get paid back out on it, you can just put it back into more or mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Damn. Yeah, I should really look at the 1031 life. That would also make me push really hard to get some rentals under contract.
2: Mhm. Damn. Okay, cool. His name's Austin. So all it's been good, an so.
1: hour and 20 minutes.
0: Alright. I guess wrapping up anything else, AJ?
2: No. Just thanks, thanks guys, for uh, jumping on the journey of recon. Hell yeah. Thanks for bringing us along, dude. Next year will be... Uh, I'm really excited for next year because I feel like first year, I thought first year was great.
3: Yeah. Then this, year done was with it. this
2: year and then, was phenomenal. Then you get in a second year and it's like, okay, first year sucked. Second year was great. So now I'm excited for, like, what next year is. Do we, you know, if we can do the leaps and bounds yeah. like we did from year one to year two into, you know, carry that into year three? Oh, dude, I think so.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so.
0: Yeah, we got some really good feedback.
2: What's some of the stuff we did there before we cut it loose? Because, you know, I figured, you know, hey, let's just do the event. We'll just start selling tickets. Shit's going to go. Okay. Like hotcakes. It'll be done. We're yeah. six, what, were we four months into it. And had 30 tickets sold. 23, I think. 23 tickets sold. Yeah.
0: This is the number one thing we learned. At least this was like the biggest slap in the face. I do not post on social media. Mm -hmm. So when I started posting on social media, none of my friends were seeing my posts about recon. I would ask Brooke at the office, Sam at the office, hey guys, you see my post? No. I'd text my friends, hey guys, you see my post like about upcoming recon event? No, Sean, we didn't see it, but we would definitely check it out. And I had a lot of friends, once we started reaching out to them, signing up for the thing, because they had not seen it before. And I was personalized texting them, right? Yep, same. So, dude, I mean, like, moving forward, the biggest thing I think is going to be, one, posting frequently on mm-hmm. social media. So our shit pops up. But then just knowing when we're one month out, we're messaging all our friends. Message your message your network, mm-hmm.
1: um, and that's something we realized like after like you two started was was that because when we went to like the it wasn't even a VIP thing but the thing with Rob Bailey yeah in Vegas we were like the only outsiders like there was yeah. like one other couple that was an outsider Good the point. rest of the people that were there were like friends of some of the people that were like the coaches of, of the group
0: yeah it was all just people's like network everyone that was in that room was all network and then there was like four of us who were like oh no dude we just saw on online
1: yeah we just saw rob post about it and we're yeah like, oh sure so yeah like once sean started texting people and then they would sign up we're like oh shit yeah rob mm-hmm. had to do that too
2: yep yeah it's crazy same thing right so i think we both had around eight or nine people sign up By reaching out to them. Yeah. Each. Mm -hmm. So I think.
0: Well, so that was eight or nine just with our codes. But you and I gave all other codes where we had people sign up too. So I mean, I bet you between the two of us, we probably got 25 people sign up just by us reaching out. Mm
1: -hmm. And I liked like giving like some other people codes too. So we gave Ryan a code. Mm -hmm. Ryan and Eva had a code. I think they had like three on theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like people that we know are big promoters because then we can see too like. Right. Who is drawing right. in the people? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but I did think it was fun having a little competition, secret competition between you two. <coughs> AJ won. He
0: three.
1: used your code. One who person, did? one person, Um, AJ had asked him to sign up three or four times. Didn't ah. sign up. Sean.
2: Yeah, he's actually a client, dude. He bought a house with me.
1: Yeah. Did he really? He yeah. used Sean's <laughs> code because Sean texted him and told yeah. him. So but, you two tied nine. No, no,
0: because he ended up getting one more. Yeah. When? Right at the end. Like that came in bad, that morning. Day. That day. He so he ended up bad getting
2: bad. ten. I got nine. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm. Who's the man? I'm just kidding. DJ. No, um, that was fun. I enjoyed doing that. Just uh, but it is weird that you would have literally have to reach out to people in person like, hey. hey.
1: Did you sign up? Yeah. Hopefully too. Um so when people bought their tickets, it gives them the option to like uh do you want like to know when there's a future event by these hosts so i think when the post the tickets for the next event went live they all got an email as well like hey mm-hmm. Your net like their next event is live. Here's oh yeah, I did tickets. see that
2: for Eventbrite. you can subscribe to mm-hmm. the host. So hopefully,
1: people it. that did go this year did click that option, so right. that they will see when tickets go live again. If not, do November fifteenth.
2: We, we have everyone's
0: email. Email yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, we do have everyone's email.
0: Which would be good to to hit that up. I do think. I mean, yeah, biggest thing that I learned this year was the promotion wise for actually putting the event on, mm-hmm. and. And then just the feedback we got about how we should structure the day of. um,
1: Yeah, my thing was don't print itineraries until the morning of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it changes. Literally. Yeah.
1: Literally, I printed off the itineraries
0: two minutes later. Not
1: even. It was like while they were in the printer printing, and we get a text Hey, can I switch to second instead of first? And I was like, I just printed
2: this. Yeah. So which yeah, morning it, of. We talked about that too, not doing that in the past because it did, which obviously the guy's helping us out by coming to help fill a spot, right? So it's kind of like having oh, yeah. to tell them, no, too bad. Oh yeah. But really try not to mess with the lineup because it did, like you said, that was a good point. I didn't really think about that as far as having automation go right away. Like that's a lot to digest if you're not even in the mindset yet right. mm-hmm. of yeah. business. Where last year what they always say about last year, it did flow very well from your mindset to. Or you your know,
1: vision to your.
0: Yeah. 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 And that was, because that was our number one compliment last year was the flow. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so hopefully we can get back to that next year and make it actually all make sense again. Mm-hmm. um it would be really good. Cool.
1: What was your number one thing that you learned?
2: Uh, I like, I expected to tell, like ticket sales to go a lot easier. Like, yeah. Just that extra work putting in. That was,
1: I was shocked. I have to admit, I was shocked.
2: But big thing is, I mean, literally it happened, right? So mm-hmm. we still got 60 people, 85 people total right. in the, in the room, just huge. Um, but now I think it's just easier next year to automate a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we got everyone in email. Yeah, Everyone was there. We got their email. Um, doing the promo codes maybe a little easier or earlier for yep. like you said people like Ryan and Eva or people that are going to actually promote the event mm-hmm. getting a code doesn't even have to be I don't want to go with the discount route no. for everything mm-hmm. to devalue yeah. no. tickets but you know maybe it's just a small little discount if you sign up under I think like yeah like 10% we'll probably like a 10% discount yeah. mm-hmm. for people is what it'll be from now on yeah and
0: see what that promotion gets us and then for the whiskery we can have like a twenty percent, but yeah, no more like disc, like nothing big
2: discount anymore. Mm. Um, just really think about it, like that sixty nine dollar day of. We're not, not like we're raking in the money on that. We're probably, maybe breaking even. That's By a time, break time you even. put marketing, yeah, and everything else into that expense. Mm. That's yeah, it's kind of a, that's probably a break even point, right?
1: Oh, my other thing is. Like getting it out to like volume one and like mm, maybe some other right. news things earlier. Yeah, that was the other thing I learned.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff, and it'll be fun to put it all into an SOP this year, mm-hmm. so that as soon as like October hits, we're able to just pop, 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 pop,
2: pop, pop. Yeah. Um I think we sit down again too. You know, when we unload here, go through and like literally that marketing plan we created last year, which we didn't yeah. follow because we just kind of created it right. Late, but come up with that marketing plan with it's literally nine months out, 100% and start following it from there. Yeah,
0: which would be good because when we get stuff back from Brooklyn, marketing plan, and it'll literally just be push and play pop, 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 pop. Every week, piece of content going out every
2: yeah, because even for that, you know, for the like you guys said, for the Facebook posts or the reels and all that, we could literally just find time every two weeks to sit down and schedule posts that's it mm-hmm. for two weeks yeah. so you're not sitting there doing it every day obviously
0: because you can do it on Canva right for Instagram and Facebook should be able to yeah we just do a because I'm like when I talk to Colin Colin will sit down and record episode after episode after episode for his podcast right. that's all we have to do sit down for three hours schedule all of our posts on Canva do a couple videos and shit boom send it out and then it, we, we're set up every month yeah so It'd be good, dude. We'll grow.
2: We already grew a lot. We already so. grew a lot,
1: yeah, twice, twice the size. Well, Just yeah. Now?
2: So for those that are listening that didn't know, like for year one was free
0: for yeah. members, yeah. Which
2: sure. made up probably ninety percent of our audience, yeah. yeah. You know, last year, this year was a there was a cost right. with the ticket, yeah. So and we to doubled. go from that and we doubled, yeah, doubled our audience, yeah. So wow. I think that alone is huge. I keep on forgetting that. Like, literally, last year was a free ticket for people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Oh, dude. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Love it.
0: All right. Thanks for tuning in, gang. Catch you in the next one.
1: See you.